Have you ever heard of the untapped job market? Well, today I'm gonna to tell you all about how you can find jobs that aren't even published. Welcome to the Dream Job Hack Podcast, where I teach senior career professionals just how to leverage your expertise and personal brand, along with my recruiting industry insider experience that will help you land your dream job opportunity. My name is Lindsay Mustine, and I am your host. Welcome to Dream Job Hack. This is episode four, the untapped job market. Have you ever known somebody who got a job that you didn't even know was available? Well, that's what I'm going to share with you today, just how you can leverage the same information to tap into the unpublished job market. So let's go back a little bit. People always say that networking is the secret to job search, but they don't tell you much more than that. A few years ago, ABC Reports came back and said that four out of five or 80% of jobs aren't available or posted on the open job market. So when you see the list of job openings that are out there and published, that's a pool of only 20% of the actual jobs that are available. Now there's a reason why I say that you shouldn't bother applying online. One, it doesn't represent the full pool, and two, it's got a success rate of 2% or less. Along the way, I was doing some research and I found an article by a man named Robert Coombs and he wrote an article about how he actually had created an application system. He created a bot in essence that would allow him to automatically apply to jobs and he ended up applying to thousands of jobs and the article was so interesting that I sent him a note and I asked him if I could just pick his brain. So I got on the phone with him and we spent more than an hour just walking through how he had come up with this idea. And he thought, well, if companies are using applicant tracking system, they're using bots to beat us at this game. What if I built my own to try to combat that? And that's what he put into place. And he went out and built, and he calls it, you know, kind of this tape together ragamuffin app that would allow him to apply and wasn't at all scalable, but let him apply to thousands of jobs and even customize the cover letter for him. We ended up applying for thousands and thousands of jobs. And you want to know what happened? Absolutely nothing. He got no job offer out of it. He realized it was a complete failure. Now, most job seekers take this same approach and they apply over and over and over again, except they don't have a bot. So they're spending 30 minutes applying to every stinking job that they're actually interested in. And they do it over and over and over again. So you're fishing in a puddle. You have a 20% pool of jobs that you're actually applying to and a 2% success rate. To me, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. Now, when I realized that applying to jobs really didn't work, I found out there were also some people along the way who did not experience any challenges. And I found out some research that showed that these folks were tapping into a different process and a different system in order to get success in their job search. So what was different about these people? Overall, they weren't applying at all. And what in short they were doing was tapping into this untapped job market. So let's go back to figuring out why jobs aren't actually posted. There's a few reasons that jobs aren't actually published online. And the first thing is that many companies aren't required to publish their jobs online. They're small enough that they don't need to be published. The other thing about job posting, even when a company is large enough, they can classify jobs as business critical. When they classify them in such a way, it does not require them to actually post the job. Now it's a small number, but typically for most executives, those jobs fall into business critical function and you will not see those jobs posted and you must find them a different way. 
And lastly, many times a company does post a job and they post it for such a short amount of period of time, it's because they already have selected another candidate. And guess where that candidate has come from? They tapped into the untapped job market before that job was even published. When I made the connection, it struck me like lightning. I realized that in 18 years of leading recruiting teams, we had built an applicant tracking system, but we built it for a different reason than what we think of it. We use it as a place to publish jobs. We use it as a way to track metrics. We use it as a way to determine process and make sure that we're compliant, but we certainly don't use it as how we source candidates. How do we go out and find them? Now, when a job comes to me or my team, the first thing we do is we validate that it's an opening and then we go and publish it. But if the recruiter has been a strong recruiter, they already have a short list of candidates that they can tap for that job opening. That is the ideal scenario. And when I realized this, I realized and recognized, I recognized that I had been creating a system that subverted our own applicant tracking system the entire way. I had actually been privy to this untapped job market, but hadn't really understood that that was what I was doing. I was creating a way to subvert the system. How could I circumvent it? Make sure that we had somebody in there as quickly as possible. And the way you do that is you try to find the candidate the fastest and waiting around for a job, waiting on the right candidate to show up at the right time for the right job, we call it a post and pray method, and it's not the best way to find jobs, especially in incredibly competitive job markets. You want to be on that short list and you want to tap into the untapped job market. So I want to tell you about this untapped job market, and there's something called talent pools, and that's industry speak for what recruiters like to put high caliber candidates in a system that separates them out from the rest of the candidates that could come through the standard process. When you go and apply online, you are getting in this queue with everyone else, but this system is where we would go to first. This pool, this pool is where we would go to first. We would go and look for our ideal candidate in there, and like we would have had a conversation and it may be in that pool. It may be in another recruiter's pool, but we're going to tap into our combined resources to find a candidate that typically hasn't applied or hasn't applied recently. They've already had a conversation and they would be the right fit because proactively they've already been established as a high caliber candidate. When you apply, you are already at a disadvantage because you are not on that high caliber candidate list. So what's different for these people when they get into this short list, into the talent pool? Well, they tend to get better jobs. They get better match jobs, ones that are more closely aligned with their qualifications. They tend to make more money because they're able to leverage that they're a high potential candidate. They completely beat the odds. So for folks that are tapping into this untapped job market idea, instead of a 2% success rate they're seeing in their job search, they're getting a 40% success rate talking about an improvement of 20 times over in their results. And this is why I say you should stop applying to jobs because it is a fruitless endeavor unless you have job search strategy partnered with it. People use job search strategy pretty loosely these days. You know, oh, it's networking or connect with people, go to events. And the truth is, is that unless it is a very specific system and process, you will not see results unless you understand and have clarity along the way how to implement a job search strategy. So I'm gonna give you the six key steps you need to master in order to have an effective job search strategy. 
The first one is research. Now you need to identify what it is that you want to do. And I know that sounds pretty easy, but this seems to be one of the biggest hangups for people when I am coaching them. They don't understand what it is that they're supposed to be doing. The most important thing you can do is have a targeted job search strategy, which means you know what your end goal is. If you look for any job, you certainly will end up with any job. So don't go that path. Take a different road. Take a path that has clarity because if you understand where you want your end game to be, you'll know how to get there. And we tend to hit what we shoot for. So when I say go research, find out what the heck your job title looks like on the open market. Don't plan to use what your job title was within your company. You might be a project manager manager. You might really be a program manager. Those titles can be really misleading. So go out and do the research first. Don't go out and start contacting people until you know what your skills translate to on the open market. The second part of your research is that you need to understand what companies you really want to work for. Find a company that's aligned to your personal values. So find out what you want to do and then find out who you'd want to do it for. That's the key part of step number one for research. The second step is business intelligence. Now that you know what you're shooting for and what company you'd actually want to do it within, you need to understand their business. Many candidates take the approach of what can you do for me? You need to reverse that question. What can I do for you? Because a company has an open job because they have a problem they need filled. And one is that they need somebody to do that job. They need someone to do it well. Understand what core issues are facing that business. Go find out what's happening for them in their marketplace, in their industry. What's happening in their geographic area? What are some of the impacts? The third thing is your value proposition. Now your personal value proposition, you need to understand what it is that you bring to the table as your trifecta of awesomeness. Your trifecta of superpowers is what I like to call this. And if you can understand what that is, what you bring to the table that's uniquely you, you can understand how to leverage it and sell your skills. The next step is outreach. And this has to be a plan. It's not the actual outreach itself. You need to understand who it is that you're going to be contacting. Take a look at the target companies you're looking at. Determine who you're going to reach out to and what you will say to them. Craft a message for that outreach and really harness your value proposition in this. Do not make it generic. Do not make it a form letter. Make sure it's very specific to every individual person. The fifth step is the actual contact. That means going out and doing the actual outreach activity, sending the message, reaching out, trying to cultivate a network. This process takes a lot of time, especially if you haven't been building a network. So give yourself patience to test it and try it and know that as hard as it is, it's a lot easier than applying to jobs. The last part is to establish that relationship and get referred into a company. You want to do this in the sense to go from the mindset of what can I do for my connection before what they can do for me. Take that approach, build an authentic relationship, and then you can start to share more about what you're looking for in your career. If you start out by trying to take before you actually give anything into a relationship, you will get nowhere in a hurry. You will see no success. And it is why 90% of networking attempts completely fail. Getting referred is what causes a differentiating factor by more than 40 times than if you were to just apply online. It has the highest effective rate and it is best practice for companies to use this process to identify their best talent. There it is. Research, business intelligence, craft your value proposition, do the outreach, make the contacts, and get referred. That's the secret to tapping into the untapped job market. Now you use this process to beat the odds. 
I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Dream Job Hack. Now in episode five, I'm going to talk to you about the mystical art of writing a resume. And in addition, I want you back here because I'm going to give you a free gift. I've been working on it for the last month and I can't wait to share it with you on how you can write a resume that gets you the interview. I'll see you back here for episode five. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Job Hack podcast. Are you interested in picking up my best-selling ebook, Seven Critical Resume Mistakes to Avoid? I'd love to give you a free copy as thanks for listening. You can go to bit.ly backslash free resume ebook, and I'll see you back for my next episode.